Hi, everybody. This is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, Day 182. It's now been six years exactly since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. Because actual days are so important to me, I always have to celebrate my birthday on the day. That actually drives Mark mad. Anyway, I very much wanted to mark the show's six-year anniversary with a new episode, especially since some BCs heeded my call to please participate from last show. And first up is BC Mary, who calls the Bravery Hotline to talk about what she enjoyed from my pondering last show, what she's learned about herself in the last year, and a great resource that she's been using from Instagram that she's going to share with us all. Hi, Lori. It's Mary. I promised you I would call the Bravery Hotline, so here I am. I was sitting here thinking, what was I going to say when I listened to the podcast? But hopefully I will remember the stuff I was going to say. I don't know if anybody else gets like this when they call the Bravery Hotline. You kind of go blank. I just want to say it was a great episode, a fantastic episode. I know that there's a lot of talk out there about diets and intermittent fasting and intuitive eating, and it's very overwhelming. But the one thing that, quote, the diet industry, which I hate to say that, but they don't talk about maintenance. They don't talk about what happens five years later. And you kind of talked about that with your intuitive eating, and I loved it. I also gave up tracking. I believe it's been over a year now. And even though I had given up tracking, I you know, kind of kept track of my head what I was doing. And I was, you know, always doing my HIIT workouts and, you know, working out three times a week. And, you know, I was keeping up on it. But what I've noticed is ever since the age of 35, I just keep getting hurt. Here and there, I'll get hurt. And then it sets me back. And when it would set me back and I'd be off my feet, I would just be torn up inside. And what happens when I'm torn up inside? I eat. So, and then it just starts the cycle again, right? And I guess I just wanted to come on here and I wanted to share that uh, I hurt my foot at work in, I think it was September. Um, So anyway, I was off my feet and there I go. I'm off my feet again, right? I have to tell you, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. It is now January. I have never felt better about myself in my entire life. Um, I have a very long past and I have worked on myself for a very long time therapy for on and off for 10 years and I have figured out that for the most part the destructive things I've done in my past have been a part of a family dynamic that's gone on in my life and a part of my self-esteem because of that family dynamic so anyway uh the last couple of months or I guess it's been almost four months now right September October November over four months I definitely have been doing something called future self-journaling, and I just wanted to kind of share it. And uh, the holistic psychologist on Instagram has it. You can sign up, and she gives it to you. It's literally just a prompt of questions, and you fill it out every day. And it sounds crazy, right? And she talks about ego, how our ego will be like, what's just too much? You can't do it every day. And that's your ego trying to keep you in the familiar. And I just feel like... I have been kept in the familiar for a very long time for food, and I need to start recognizing those voices and working with them, not necessarily fighting them because they're a part of you, and they kept you very safe for a very long time, but working with those voices. Anyway, I've been filling that out every day since October, 
September, I think I got her. October, I really started to figure out what is my main thing I want to work on. And I've been working on self-betrayal because I feel like when it comes to working out and when it comes to eating, I am so mean to myself and I betray myself. So I have been working on self-betrayal as like in, how do I explain it? How would a parent treat their child? How would I treat a friend? That's how I need to start treating myself. So every day I get up and I make small promises to myself. The first month, I literally just promised myself I would do this little self-journaling. It takes literally five minutes a day. That's it. Um, and I did it. And then I added to it. And every day, I've kept my promises to myself for months. And I cannot tell you how good it feels. And for some reason, it's taken away my focus of looking at myself and hating myself. And I think it started to rewire my brain. Hey, you are the human being, and if you were talking to anyone else, you would never say the things that you say to them like you say to yourself. And it's actually working, like it's rewiring it. I am heavier than I have been in a long time, and I don't care. It's crazy. I've never thought I'd feel this way. Anyway, I'm going on and on here, but I guess I'll kind of wrap it up there. Definitely loving the secret Zen space, which I would be more than happy to share my um, journaling with you guys in the secret Zen space so it can stay in there since it's a little bit more private. Let me know. I would share it. I actually love art, so I have a junk journal that I work on in there, and I kind of jazz it up with stickers and stuff. So, and it's, it, you know, releases the child in me a little bit too, which I think I need because definitely grow up way too fast. And I think that's where a lot of this stuff comes from with these rules and restrictions and you don't look good so no one will love you and et cetera. So anyway, I just wanted to say thank you for your episode. I love it. I wanted to give you a big hug. I mean, you help so many people and you probably don't even know it. You help us by realizing that we are never alone. There are others out there. And thank you so much for making the group. I absolutely love it. Anyway, Lori, thank you again. Talk to you soon. Mary, that was super brave. And I appreciate your calling me. And I'm going to leave the URL to the holistic psychologist that you mentioned on today's show notes. And for those of you who just like to go for it, go on to Instagram and search for the.holistic.psychologist. Also, Mary talks about how much she enjoys our secret Zen spot on Facebook, and we're up to 22 BC so far. And if that sounds fun to you and you'd like to join also, you let me know by writing to me at lori at compulsiveovereatingdiary.com and give me the email address that you use to log into Facebook, and that way I can invite you. And again, in the secret Zen space on Facebook, We don't talk, we don't tell. Nothing leaves that space. Not for this show, not for anything. So people feel a little more free to share some of their thoughts. But to be honest, it's not all food related. We just have a good time getting to know one another and supporting one another. You may have noticed that I'm recording right now from my home studio versus from up the mountain as I had planned originally. Well, that's for two reasons. Number one, I'm just getting over a really, really awful cold. And two, we're having record wind warnings again. It's just terrible wind, so I can't really go outside yet. 
even if I go down to the podcast rock, it's situated under swaying tree branches that might break in this velocity. So I need to make the best of things and appreciate that I actually have a nice recording studio to record day 182 in on the actual six-year anniversary. Uh, even if I would have preferred hiking up to the next atop Zen spot. You know, it seems, thinking back, it seems that most of my life I've been disappointed in myself, in how I've been treated by other people, and how things have turned out for me, and on and on and on. In fact, I am disappointed right now, this very minute, that I can't go hiking as I planned today. I'm very disappointed. But what does disappointed actually mean? You know, I even looked it up in the dictionary just so I would be on the right track. And it says, quote, disappointed, depressed, or discouraged by the failure of one's hopes or expectations. Hmm, pretty strong words that. And I have really been thinking about this feeling of disappointment. And because I'm kind of scared of always feeling disappointed, I would in the past not even try because I'd feel like, well, why should I? I'm just going to be disappointed anyway. And disappointing doesn't feel very good. It doesn't feel good to feel like you're disappointing someone, and it doesn't feel good to feel like you have been disappointed in some way. You get your hopes up, and they get dashed, or sometimes things just happen. Like this last week or 10 days has been, <laughs> I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse, but Mark and I got the opportunity about 10 days ago to go to the Magic Castle, which is a private club in Los Angeles for working magicians. And usually the only way that you can get an invitation to even go inside of this Magic Castle where all these magicians are doing their thing and talking to one another is to know one. And I happen to get to know over social media a wonderful magician named Brian Saint, who fooled Penn and Teller. And after I saw his performance a year or so ago, I wrote to him on social media and said, oh, I'm a voice actor too, and I loved your act, and I'm so happy you fooled Penn and Teller. And if you ever are playing in Vegas or you ever in the Los Angeles area, let me know and I'll be sure to see you. Well, last year, he invited me to the Magic Castle, me and Mark, and oh, how great that would be. But I went on the voiceover cruise with my friends and had a fabulous time, but came home from that cruise with a terrible, terrible cold. I mean, really terrible, <laughs> terrible. And so I had to let Brian know last year, uh, I just can't make it to the Magic Castle. I am so sad, but I don't think it's good for your audience or for you if I bring my germs to your show. Well, time went by and I was disappointed. But what could I do? I'd had a really great time on the voiceover cruise. I can't regret that I went there. I regret that maybe I didn't wash my hands as many times as I should have, being that I was in a big bunch of people for all those days. I don't know, but I did my best. I had fun and I got a cold and the best thing to do was not to go to the show. So I was disappointed, but 
you know, that's the way it is. Well, this year I stayed in contact with Brian and he went to the magic castle again. And so he invited Mark and me again. And Mark and I decided to make a whole real night of it and to spend the night in the magic castle hotel, which is right next to the magic castle in Hollywood. So we wouldn't have to worry if we'd had a few drinks with dinner, glass of wine, or that we were up really late to see the magic shows. And we had such a great time. It was fantastic. I loved it. We came home and the next day uh, and my feet felt good for the first time in a couple of years. And so I went with Mark to dancing lessons, to ballroom dance lessons. But while we were there and ballroom dance lessons, I kind of had this feeling in my throat. You know, you kind of have that feeling where like, maybe I'm just tired or maybe I'm getting sick. I'm probably just tired. It's probably allergies. It's probably okay. Well, BCs, I had so many things scheduled for the following week. I had so many things. Things I really wanted to do, like I was all set to audit a great acting class in Santa Monica that I really wanted to do. I had things lined up for me to do that were fun or interesting or good for my career many things all week, but I was just sick as can be. So every night it seemed like I was emailing somebody to cancel something. I'm sorry, I just can't make it. And the next day I'd think, well, surely it's going to be better. And I'd be canceling again and canceling again and canceling again to my whole wonderful week of fun and interesting career good things just all went downhill. And basically my week was trying not to cough on Mark, which I guess I did not succeed, but I was just basically eating soup, drinking tea, trying to get over my horrible cold. And I was regretting severely that I wasn't getting to do these various things I had set up for the week. I was very disappointed that everything did not turn out as I wanted. However, I could not regret that I had gone to the Magic Castle where probably once again I failed to wash my hands enough to protect myself for being around a bunch of people because looking back, that must be where I picked up my germ just in how long it took and that kind of thing. But I had such a good time and I so enjoyed meeting Brian and I so enjoyed the show. I love getting dressed up. In fact, Mark and I in our fancy outfits are with Brian is the selfie that I put on the show notes for day 182. I mean, after all, it's six years. Hooray! Yay! So we might as well have a fancy picture on the front page of the website for a while, don't you think? My point is, both times I got sick, I had had a fabulous, fabulous time. And because I was out in the world and because I probably didn't wash my hands enough, I ended up sick. And because I ended up sick, I missed out on some other things that I might have wanted to do. And in the past, for sure, I would have been stewing and fuming and thinking and finding a way to heat up ice cream in some manner and dip chips in it in order to feel better about 
what I didn't get to do instead of appreciating what I did get to do. Appreciating the fact that I'm retired, which means I didn't have to worry about having a job that I was calling in sick for. What a blessing that is. Many times in the corporate world, I might get just as sick as this and either have to go to work and try to avoid my coworkers or work from home, which is great. But when you feel terrible, it's very hard <laughs> to stay concentrated on your computer and programming and doing the things that I used to do and calling into meetings and talking all day. So I am very appreciative of the fact that, okay, don't want to be sick. But if I have to be, I have the luxury of wrapping up in my comfy quilt and petting Tiger and Mark ran up to get me some soup and took really good care of me. Unfortunately, I am disappointed to say that Mark did not escape getting whatever I got. So he's about three days out following me. So right now he is just a miserable, miserable, unhappy camper. And of all the things I'm sorry about, I'm most sorry about that. You know, in my endeavors to be a voice actor for the last five years, I've had so much fun and gotten to meet so many cool people and do things that I can hardly believe. To be sitting next to people I could hardly believe. But I've also had disappointment following disappointment following disappointment of jobs I didn't get or agencies who didn't want to sign me or just various things. And I think maybe until the last year, year and a half, it really was messing with my mind, really was. I started to feel that disappointment inside myself, almost like I was swallowing disappointment like a pill or a medicine or the reverse Alice in Wonderland, right? Instead of getting bigger from the eat me, drink me in an ego strong way, I was becoming more hesitant, less brave, more feeling like, why should I even try? Why should I even care? And tell you the truth, some of what kept me going wasn't the strong belief in my talent or my worthiness as an actor, but rather the fact that now all my really good friends were voice actors. And if I were to just say, screw it, sell my mics, tear down my studio, never audition again and give it up completely, I'd lose all my social life. What would I do? Really? I wanted to be with my friends, so I had no choice but to continue going to workouts and continue to audition and continue to improve and try to get better. And guess what? I got better. Took me a while. Took me kind of getting my head on right. And getting my head on right was a lot to do, just like Mary was talking about the holistic psychologist and sending her prompts every day for journaling her future self in a positive way, I really started to meditate quite extensively with that idea of retraining my negative compulsive mind to be more of a, okay, this happened, move on type of mind. Or what can I appreciate from this situation type of mind. And it was just as hard to train my mind to stop being this half empty, 
you know, glass half empty mind and to be more of a half full mind, or at least a, ooh, that's kind of a nice even mark in the middle type of mind. You know, instead of torturing myself with everything I couldn't do or how bad I was or unworthy I was or how everything was always going wrong for me, to start expecting things to go right for me. Say, well, I had all of these things this week all lined up and I thought these certain things were going to progress me one way or another. And that didn't come to pass. But who knows, maybe having this really good respite is going to line me up for something. You just don't know. And even if it doesn't, I really enjoyed my time with Tiger. Tiger really enjoyed having hours and hours to sleep on my chest and purr and get all of his mommy's attention, let me tell you. And one of these days, I'm not going to have Tiger. And I enjoy every moment that I have him now. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is, even though I was disappointed from what I couldn't do last week, I have that whole week of extra time and extra memories and the feeling of Tiger sitting on my chest and purring for me that is a great memory, a great thing. And I think BC's that what I'm trying to think of today, I'm not really letting it go, I'm not really embracing it, is to try in your life to look at situations as just situations. And after a few years, I can't even remember a lot of the situations that I used to have that mortified me or totally upset me, you know, because I've moved on in my life. And I think part of that is my age, but it's also just true. You know, how many of these things that we agonize over today are we really going to remember all that much unless we remind ourselves of these negative things over and over and over and over? Very often, we can find something in every situation to appreciate. Maybe not the exact situation, but even to say, wow, the sky is blue and that's a cool thing. Or... It's wonderful that I'm able to breathe clearly right now. My boss is driving me nuts and I think he's a big jerk or whatever, but I'm happy that I can breathe because sometimes I can't. Sometimes I got terrible coughing and bronchitis. So every time I can breathe, I appreciate it. Or my goodness, like Mary talked about how she's getting hurt in her phone call. Man, well, you know I've had that. That terrible plantar fasciitis for two years, that was horrible. That was disappointing. I didn't like it one bit. So I appreciate being able to dance with Mark. I appreciate every step I can take. I appreciate being able to move at all. I try my best to not feel like I've been a failure to myself I try to feel like I've tried things and events happen or don't happen. I try things and I learn something. Sometimes things actually work out in a fantastically wonderful way. And even when things seem to fail, it doesn't hurt so badly as it used to. And I guess that's one reason why I'm not running to the chips so much. 
So thanks for listening to my ponderings for all of this time. It seems like I put six years right here on the mic, didn't I? (laughs) But I tell you, this talking to you has really helped me, and I thank you for it. Here's your big smooch. Mm. Now, something that I always appreciate is when a new BC says hello. After last show, BC Yulia wrote me via email, and she says, Hi, Lori, my name is Yulia, and I'm from St. Petersburg, not Florida, Russia. I started listening to your podcast a couple of years ago and only recently caught up with all the episodes. I wanted to be up to date before sending you anything, to be able to talk to the current you, I guess. To be honest, I'm not really sure what exactly I want to tell you, just to let you know that I am listening and really enjoying your podcast. I started listening for a very straightforward reason, but continued because I really got to like you. I will say that your podcast helps me, not even with my relationship with food, but just my overall mental health, I guess. What you say and the way you think is very grounding and also inspirational. I also wanted to comment on your question about including meditation in your podcast. I listened to the last episode with that meditation piece you did while in the gym, and it was close to impossible to breathe that slowly while working out. So I don't know. On the one hand, one could listen to a meditation and then download it if they liked it. On the other hand, I think many people are not in the position to meditate when they are listening to a podcast. So I don't really have a definite answer to that, just some thoughts. Anyway, I am sending you and your husband my warmest wishes from Russia and was super pleased to find out you got your first acting gig. Hope there are more to come. That recording you did to send out to potential employers is great. And if by any chance you want to use something from this message in the podcast, I don't mind. Regards, Yulia. Well, thank you, Yulia. I appreciate that. And I wrote back saying that I'm not positive, but I think that she may be the first Russian BC who's written in. I can't quite remember. Of course, I might also be my age. But anyway, I was super excited to hear from her. And I have to admit, I think that is a really good point about the meditation and the podcast. You know, this show was originally intended for folks to listen while they're walking or exercising. So I think if I want to explore meditation recording, I need to make them separately. Two more BCs who commented after the last show are BCs Joy and Carrie. Joy wrote after I asked for comments last show and also gives her take on my recorded affirmations. Joy writes, Hi, Lori. I love this episode. Sometimes I feel like we are the same person. I can relate to so much of what you said, the rush of losing weight and people appreciating you for it, although it's been a while since that's happened, the intimacy issues with friends and loved ones, always feeling like an outsider, like everyone else but me has their life figured out. I like the affirmations at the end for the ideas they gave me, but I always have trouble with affirmations from others because it doesn't feel like my voice. I should probably record some of my own. Lastly, I would love for you to continue your podcast at whatever frequency is comfortable for you. You have a great gift for words, and it would be a shame to stop sharing that with the world. I wrote back, Hi, Joy. I think you feel we are the same because of all the surprising ways that those of us with these issues experience life in similar ways. It was shocking to me to discover how many BCs there are. I truly felt I was the only odd duck out there. Thanks for the feedback on the affirmations. 
I get that too. But it was fun to give it a try and to show some of what I do to conquer stress in the moment now, instead of automatically seeking out the chips. XOXOXO. Now, our next commenter, BC Carey, goes on the braver report for sure by sharing some very authentic feelings I think we can all relate to. Lori, that was a very good, insightful show. You have had such a positive journey learning what works for you and by sharing really helps me look at my own self and wondering what further steps I can take in my own journey. I have read a little bit about intuitive eating, watched some videos, bought a workbook, even bought an online program all about it. But for some reason cannot make myself actually do the online program or even start the workbook laughing out loud. I know enough to know that you should eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. I do try to follow that rule to some extent, but only half-heartedly, I would say. I remember listening to one of your episodes a while back when you were talking about intuitive eating, and I had just a moment thinking what it would be like to never diet again, and I felt a rush of freedom in that moment. But I pushed it back and continued on with what I was used to. I kept telling myself I would try it when I lost the weight. <laughs> that makes any sense. I wanted the quick weight loss from a diet and then the freedom from dieting. That's not how it's meant to work, I don't think. So now I actually have lost the weight through constant calorie counting, exercise, and a bit of illness too. So here it is, the perfect time to delve into this intuitive eating, find out if that would work for me, but I'm too scared too scared to find out what weight might be right for me and not wanting to let go of my rules. You talked in your show today about that rush you got from people praising you for your weight loss after doing Weight Watchers. I'm experiencing the same thing. Everyone at work praised me after losing weight a couple of years ago and again recently when I lost a bit more. I feel like I don't dare put any weight back on. What will they think of me then? It embarrasses me that I am 53 years old and worrying about my weight and what people think of me. I do know that it really doesn't matter, but somehow it still does. It's funny how strongly we remember all the hurt feelings of our youth, and it just continues to hurt us year after year after year. I don't know how to neatly tie this message up, but I did want to comment here and let you know your podcast is awesome, and I hope you get the feedback you're looking for. Thank you, Lori. Well, thank you, Carrie. I wrote back and got my ponder on. You know, I wanted to thank you so much for taking the time and risk to share your comments here for me and for others to see and hear. I can so relate to it. It is our dilemma. Our dream would be to not follow a program, eat what we want without worry, exercise when it feels good to us, and yet maintain the figure of our dreams. I will tell you that from my own experience and from hearing from many, many folk who have done so, most people going from weight loss through diet and exercise to create deficits to intuitive eating will result in weight gain because your body naturally wants to return to a higher set point. Now, many over time, some longer, some shorter, depending on all of those factors of age, activity, genetics, etc., do level out at some point. Many shoot higher, then lose back down a little. Some have a gain, and it sticks. It's rare that I've heard from someone going from a dieting body to intuitive eating body in the same weight range. That's the rub right there. 
So for all of us, it's a matter of really digging deeply inside to find out what is our heart's desire. If a certain shape and size is important enough to you to keep within your program, whatever it is that got you there, then if you have eating issues, you may pay the price of emotional discomfort and the need to focus on that goal very much. Some people find a program they love that helps with this. CrossFit communities, the new Weight Watchers called WW now, becoming a vegan and finding other vegans online. If you can find a program that is close to your nature and what you might like to eat and how you might like to exercise, then this can be a wonderful help with this dilemma. I have found that from time to time. My Weight Watchers experience was great, mostly because I had a wonderful sense of support from friends I made in the meeting. But the way I was eating wasn't natural to me, and I rebelled eventually. And then I gained some and let embarrassment keep me from returning to that support. I always wonder how would things have been different if I had made the choice to return and deal with that initial gain. But thinking on that too much keeps me from where I am today. So bottom line, you are correct. There are no pat answers that work for everyone. I just really, really hope that you and all of us can see that we all do. Binging, dieting, becoming more in tune with our feelings is just us trying to feel good and do the best for ourselves in the moment. If we notice that what we're doing isn't working in a way that resonates with us now, we can try something else. And sometimes it is great to get help, like with therapy to uncover our resistance and to learn some skills to cope with life outside of turning to food or body obsession. I get embarrassed sometimes too. Here I am, 60 years old, and still wondering if I should butter my bread or skip my bread or make my own bread. But the good news is we can have a sense of humor and compassion with ourselves. And I think that goes a long, long way towards bringing our true dreams closer. XOXOXO. Now, I also wanted to share something that's fun for the BCs, <laughs> was fun for me. Two of our very own BCs have found a great way to follow their dreams. Singer-songwriter Fiona and BC Svetlana. Both enjoy building a business with Color Street, a company that makes dry fingernail polish that you peel and stick to your nails in all kinds of fancy colors and patterns. And some months ago, both of them asked me if I wanted to try this girly fun product. But since Vetlana was first in her asking, I tried it from her. The problem is, soon after I received it, my fingernails, for other reasons completely, started breaking and peeling so badly that I had to keep them very, 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 very short and could not try the fancy polish. But today, they were finally, ha-ha, long enough and strong enough. And so I showed them to Mark, and here's Mark's reaction. Hey, honey, did you know it was six years exactly since I made Compulsive Overeating Diary? No, I didn't know that. And normally I'd have you come down to the studio and record with me, and we'd say something special to the PCs, but not today. You want to tell them why? No, I got a bad cold. So we're recording live from Mark's sickbed, so I don't want to stay in here too long, but I wanted him to look at my fingernails. Take a look at that. Yeah, those are fingernails, all right. <laughs> Do you notice anything special about them? Yeah, they look like they're tie-dyed. 
That's because VC Svetlana sent me some Color Street tie-dye fingernails to try. And I've been waiting and waiting for my fingernails to grow out long enough that I could give it a go. And I did. So I just wanted to have proof that I did it. And they look cool, don't you think? Yep, they look pretty cool, Sudi. Do you have anything to say to the BCs for our six-year anniversary? Yeah, stay healthy out there. You know, putting on any makeup or fingernail polish for me is a foreign thing. I've never been able to put on anything very successfully, and if I really needed my nails done, I just went to the salon. So this was an adventure and a point of pride that I managed it. And I'm going to put a photo of one of my hands on today's show notes so you could see my cool fingernails. And I'll put the Color Street contact information for Fiona and Svetlana if you want to get some Color Street products from one or both of them. Anyway, I hope that you do because they're pretty cool things. And if you like to get your nails done, then you probably have an easier time of it than me. And I think they really are fun. And if you do, let me know how you like it and which colors turned out to be your favorite. And before we go, I want to say thanks again for all of the BCs who contacted me to participate today and in the past and who supported the show financially all these years and who joined our private Facebook group or otherwise hung out with my craziness and fun for all this time. Please continue on the path with me as it makes everything so much easier and the disappointments much less hard to bear. So we'll wrap up this six-year anniversary show, hooray, with today's dance moment. It's a happy, quirky ditty called Figure It Out that I chose just because it made me smile. Reminds me of the old cartoons where animals dance in the jungle or classic Peter and the Wolf. So enjoy a quirky, fun moment on me. Until next time, BCs, take care and appreciate the awesomeness that is you. Because I really, 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 for six long years, really, 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 really care. Yeah, <laughs>